0: Hello, ladies and old, and welcome to the newly rebranded Anime Against the World, where I, Sam, and my good friend, Will, chat about the world of anime, or about the world at large. Uh, With our new rebrand this week, Will, what's happening on the podcast? Well, we're talking about anime.
1: What a surprise.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) yeah. yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same.
1: Um, yeah, so we're talking about three different shows today. Uh, we're going back to an absolute favourite of ours. We're going back to Dr. Stone because yes. we both caught up with season three of Dr. Stone. Yep. And it's called it's New World, isn't it? Dr. Stone. Dr.
0: Dr. Stone, Stone New World. Four. Yes.
1: And then we're going to talk about a show that Sam has presented to us and given us no details whatsoever. Uh, but it is Undead Murder Farce. So we, I watched mm-hmm. the first episode only of that um But I've definitely got some views on on that. And then finally, we're touching base with a show we discussed recently, which is Kingdom last of Ruin week. from yes. the um, from the new autumn anime, which we'd only managed to watch the first episode of that last time. And oh, I am excited to uh, revisit <laughs> that because Sam made some bold claims. And, I did. Uh, I want to see what his thoughts are on that. So, yeah. I think
0: that this is going to be totally fine and I'm not going to uh, be suffering any hubris whatsoever, to be honest (laughs) with you.
1: Ah, the joys. The joys of making bold claims live on the internet. Um, (laughs) I took a swing. I took a swing. Anyway. So, first of all, we're going to jump in to Dr. Stone and Senku and the boys and the gang. The gang are back. So...
0: We both watched the first part of uh, Doctor Stone New World last time, I, I believe, yes? We yeah, both we did the up.
1: Ryusei episode. Um...
0: Yes, the Ryusei special, which gets us all kind of fired up and ready for um, what was coming next. And this was them mapping out uh, the local land to find oil so that they could get things ready for their boat. Because they have... Uh, an idea of a treasure island where they need to go to get special materials to help the gang in solving the petrification of the world. Yeah. And Season 3, New World, kicks us off basically, you know, in exactly like it says in the tin, we're looking to travel to the New World. Well, um, what's going on here? At the beginning of, well, for all of Season
1: 3 here. Yeah, okay, so... Um... I think this picks off exactly where we what where where we were and it we it has everything we love um about Dr Stone and Senku and the guys they're creating they they I mean the 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 rapid fire at which they're inventing things is yeah. is quickly speeding up you know they're, as things become more and more advanced the uh I guess the illusion of disbelief needs to be it gets gets stronger and stronger because they although as the show claims everything can be scientifically created um everything yes. is scientifically accurate the extremes to which they push push people um like the you know physical boundaries of mm-hmm. um taiju and people who are just like so op in certain situations it's like yes, Stamina this is beast. It, this is possible not with current human capabilities um mm. and not without substantial time and effort being put into fine tuning or waiting for luck or happenstance to happen um yeah so much that's just been left to yeah this this, this is technically a thing um and, and 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 I think that's fine you just can't be too um too picky with it you can't you if you want to go into this show yeah. and Um, pick it apart and say well that's not likely that's not realistic you absolutely can you would tear it to shreds i think
0: Mm. Um, but you try to hold this under any lens other than this is a shonen fantasy manga or show um then it falls apart very quickly like i've always described dr stone as being a realistic world with realistic science where the superpowers of our main characters come from having one of their stats completely maxed out and season three i think this is when we start to see that that concept stretched to its absolute limit i think this is kind of the point where if you're not on board with this idea that senku knows everything about all science ever taiju can just <laughs> do stuff forever um yuzuhira can craft anything yeah. she was in the arts and crafts club <laughs> like if you're not on board she with these ideas yeah just yet and she literally does (laughs) like if you're not on board with these ideas at this point then dr stone isn't for you and you're Mm. probably better off dropping it because from this point onwards your suspension of disbelief just it has to be rock solid you have to just be like i like this character because they have this crazy power and if you if i don't like this i don't like that this guy can hear perfectly because he worked on a military submarine (laughs) if i'm not on board with that then you're not going to be on board with like the myriad of new characters that are coming on board and the new ideas that they're doing and the new science that they're crafting you've just got to believe that this is ultimate power fantasy let's rebuild from the stone age and season three doubles down on that i think Uh, which is a criticism that maybe skeptics coming into dr stone who kind of pushed through those first two seasons might still level at the show especially after how good the balloon flight was i think i've Remember last time we talked about it, I really enjoyed it. it. It kind of pulled back and really focused on the joy of science with Chrome flying yes, for the first time so in this world.
1: Good. That was so good.
0: Um, and then they land and it's immediately like, right, it's
1: Industrial Revolution time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So th- this series, like you said, it focuses on... Um, the first part focuses on building the ship and setting sail. And then when they finally do set sail they are setting sail for the island which senku's father inhabited when he crash landed back to earth and this is where we meet a whole new bunch of characters bunch uh, a new cast that this new this not new but very old civilization has descended from senku's father and they were the remnants before the um something village what's the village called that everyone else is from Ishigami Village. Ishigami Village. They separated... Uh, it reminds me of Moana. These are the, the, the people yeah. who go off and explore and they wanted to reach Japan so they went off, formed Ishigami Village and the people who left behind continued to de- grow and develop and and, and um, this is a whole other island. Not too dissimilar in, in in sort of their development to Ichi- Ishigami Village but yeah. they do have this one... <laughs> This one small little element that seems to be... Just one little advantage. Yeah, that that seems to be the the power of petrification, which is the premise of the entire
0: show. (laughs) Um, That thing that caused this entire show to even
1: happen. They just... Yeah. They've got it just on an island. So there is... So this series has a whole new dynamic to it in that we are getting a lot of answers or a lot more information, at least. I think we're also getting a lot more questions, you know, when whenever there's more, it's, it's the language of science. When you, when you answer a question, you just, that you get five more there's questions. 12 more. It's like yeah, the Hydra. Yeah. yeah. One um, of those
0: questions seeming to be, why, 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 <laughs> yeah. why, why?
1: From the Y-man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, the Y-man, yeah. Uh So they, yeah, they, they hear this strange voice. That's one thing i would completely forgotten about. They hear this strange voice over their sonar detection thing. Where they were, Mm -hmm. someone was just asking why, and he's now known as the Why Man. And they find this new village with the power of petrification, and that's like their um, leader's way of controlling everyone and keeping their village Mm -hmm. secret. And we see that he's been that that someone whoever's been using this power has been turning people to stone for a long time. There's people in the ocean on the seabed that have just been there for a, a. However long we hear backstories, and they figure out that
0: they couldn't have been there from the original petrification event. So because the island was
1: uninhabited then, wasn't it? I think.
0: Yeah. So these guys are they're fresh at the bottom of the ocean. So they start to kind of see that there's something going on on this island. There's something bizarre happening
1: straight away. Our boys get petrified, and I love that. Like that. That was such a like Senku has this ability of always coming out victorious and you know mm-hmm. that the, there's certain knockbacks and that's great but n- nothing this substantial this felt like oh wow like everything's he seems to have been able to deal with and it's like oh maybe something breaks or someone gets hurt but really it's more shown and sort of knockback rather mm. than like this actual event has absolutely caught him off absolutely guard. crippled us yeah, yeah like we're done, there's no way to recover from this. And yeah. Can you imagine if Senku was one of the ones on the boat that hadn't gone on oh, land? That'd be it, that'd be game. Yeah. Game, I mean, set, match. He'd have probably thought his way out of the situation in the moment.
0: Yeah, he'd just think <laughs> really hard for another 4,000 years and then pop back out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so that happens, and then for the middle part of the season, it's all about trying to get resources together infiltrate this village and try and find yep. more uh, simultaneously find out more about what's going on with the petrification device and revive the people on the boat um and I I really enjoyed it I thought I think I think it's okay it's pretty my only my only bit that I find dissatisfying is is that petrification device? Mm. i think there's never i think the the power of a, of not knowing this mysterious thing that's just there that yeah they're, that they're, that that seems like end game we've then just got like so much information and it turns out it's this scientific device that looks almost alien and he says that it's science but it's like okay it looks so advanced science though uh uh-huh. So I just want to check in at this point. So yep. you've
0: watched, so I assumed, like with season three, are you up to date with all the episodes? Yes, I've watched
1: episode 15.
0: Episode 15, yes. Okay, so you've watched all of season three part one. Yeah. And you've watched a good chunk, one, two, three, four episodes yes. of season three part two. Yes. So I just wanted to just kind of check up where you were up to um, with that. But as a, as a mid-season... Is that the most? ish check-in
1: yeah is that the most we're up to date there right
0: yeah so they I, I took a break from uh yeah yeah they took a break in june <laughs> right um and then they came back in october oh okay season see i completely three, missed two. that
1: i completely missed that you
0: were just <laughs> like i feel like dr stone today let's yes. just binge oh there's 15 episodes let's do it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty much like that i saw it uh, a couple of weeks ago and i was like oh dr stone's back i mean I, I don't spend as much time on Crunchyroll as you do it's it's more just a case of I go on when you recommend something so um yeah so yeah i should have said that up top really we're both up to That's date right. into parts two or core
0: two into part two and and we'll there's maybe 10 episodes left so we can check in on how this season fares out a bit later but right. uh, as of where we are now yes um, i wanted to get your opinion on um the medusa device itself mm. like you said that idea of not knowing is quite powerful and especially now that we've seen what it looks like we know that it is a piece of technology i think a lot of what made this story um quite compelling in the early game the idea of everyone's got their theory of what caused the petrification yeah. is it humans is it something outside of that was it magic is there going to suddenly be this kind of like turnaround in the later act yeah. And to have it now, kind of quite solidly, be this piece of sci-fi esque looking tech. Yeah. How does that reframe the show for you, knowing now that we have a hint towards that this is something beyond? Um, yeah. I don't know when. When was the first episode set? Like twenty fourteen or something like yeah, beyond yeah. twenty fourteen tech. Um,
1: I don't think. So I, I, I'm giving it. Uh, uh, more credit than I think it. I uh, so my initial thought, and I think a lot of people will will be disappointed with this sort of answer because it it doesn't really feel like it lives up to the expectation of the show. Like it, it's mm. this this show is based on this global event that's unexplainable. But my I think the reason we have to just sort of accept this is because I don't think there is a good enough. Not in my mind. Yeah anything that would satisfy us as as viewers yeah. because this is such a like the the event itself is so godly and so like superpowered and op you cannot answer that away with logical thinking it's 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 almost like that disbelief thing won't that disbelief that uh, illusion of disbelief that we talked about will not extend mm. to this particular element you can't just say yeah. oh it's this person who's developed like it has to be something. S- incredible sci-fi really it has to be sci-fi it cannot exactly there you go it has to be sci-fi it cannot just be science because it this does not exist and it hasn't been thought of (laughs) um like like they have yeah so whatever whatever it'd be really cool if like at the end there is some scientific like theory behind it because sci-fi mm. often it is based on some theory whether it would theory yeah it would work there's something there in practice or not so it'll be cool to see if there's like senku goes oh after exploring the device it's like oh they use this particular um atom accelerator that creates everyone's um <sighs> genome to turn into you know like they they've got some sort of tangible they've got something in the about.
0: pocket to kind of to to back it up a bit, yeah, yeah. But at this I, stage, I I'm cool.
1: almost just like ignoring that and enjoying the story for the story, like because mm. I I can't I can't I think they've put themselves in a a difficult situation where the concept is so op that you, you it's almost impossible to live up to that.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right in saying that enjoying the story for what it is, because even though we've had this monumental reveal of wow, the device is science they're like this island are using it for nefarious purposes even within that monumental reveal we're still having to now focus on a smaller scale story than we have been for the past season and a bit of dr stone we had this the whole stone wars we've been building this ship we've been traveling across the world and now suddenly we're back down to this very small team Mm. of kingdom of science people who have got to try and figure out a way in hostile territory to take back the initiative and the advantage. And I think having that there and having, like, Kohaku and Ginro be people who are infiltrating and having and essentially losing them to Mm. the petrification beam and then getting them out of the way, it keeps the stakes high because not only have you got the guys on the ship who are losing their um, arms and their legs and we've got to go find them and we've got to kind of bring them back, you've now got, at least for the initial setup of part two, just... Senku and. Who else is with him? Um, Senku and Soyu and. Kohaku, basically. Oh, and. Did they bring back Ryusei?
1: uh, Again. Ryusei
0: come back later. Again, yes, of course. Yes, again. My man. My main man. But yeah, getting to see them kind of almost revert back to the very beginning of the series albeit with the science lab with them and, and mm. whatever resources that provides, it was great because thing, things are being explained in small piecemeal bites, but we're also getting to see Senku do what Senku does best, which is yeah. craft on the fly, MacGyver his way out of a situation, yeah, yeah. and also do it with in a kind of comedic and silly way, like oh, having, absolutely reinventing RC cars and disguising them as rats, and then just driving
1: them into the enemy base is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> so good and completely unrealistic, but brilliant at the same time. Um, I think and and you know little things. It's just those little scientific things, like when they when um, Kahaku gets the formula to turn to make plaster, and then blows up the top of the um, the space hub thing the rock the rock yeah. is there it's in, it's incredible use of science and it's just like ah that's clever they don't seem to they sometimes they just they're just hand wavy oh yeah we've done this or we've achieved this but then they mm. drill down into the details of stuff and I'm like that's so satisfying it's so satisfying when you see something come to fruition um and one other big credit that I, that we need to talk about is yeah and it's it's one of the things that i think makes dr stone amazing is that power of um, the power of emotion—the way they make you mm. feel for these characters, and make you feel for the story, and the way they make you feel for science and humankind. Like the yes. whole story. Like when they flash back and they see his dad sifting through mm. decades oh. and decades, looking for that special material. What is it? It's it's rare metals. What they're looking it? for. They're looking for. Yeah, it's platinum and gold and
0: yeah. He's just, he's looking for these rare metals that he knows there will be trace, trace amounts of. Mm. And he knows that, like, people on his island are dying of pneumonia. He doesn't have a panacea. He can't, like, cure it. But he keeps going to the river because he knows and he believes that one day Senku's going to figure this out and he's going to need rare metals.
1: His dad's also had this resolve throughout the whole thing. Like, he's sort of had a plan. But then right at the end there, we also see this, like, sadness and this weakness where he's he's laying face down in his his final moments and he's crying and it's like god that's brutal like him just mm. accepting his end like that and it's it's and he's like i, I don't need to look up at the stars I, I can just look at the reflection in the water my time is over yeah. and it's it's beautiful and heart-wrenching and and it's, it's something that the show has done time and time again and the same with ginro and when he gets stabbed i'm like oh my yeah. goodness that is incredible that is brutal and he looks like he's not going to make it and I, I kind of almost wish he hadn't made it
0: um yeah to kind of really hammer home like yeah, the stakes of it but as, I, as, good I as do, he is i do think that having him i agree i think that dr stone like many shonen um when it comes to stakes i think a lot of these shows could do with killing off more characters i don't want it just to be everybody dies at all times because that cheapens it but i do think that a moment like this well what if the petrification device was too late what if senku then has to kind of move on from the fact that he can't save everybody and that forces him to work harder it could introduce a number of really interesting character beats but that being said i do like that even though we know that Ginro ha- like the petrification can save Ginro. Mm. We're still at a point where, okay, so he's been mortally wounded. He's now been petrified. In addition to losing him, we've also lost Kohaku because she had to bait out the Medusa. So now Senku's forces are now even more reduced. So the stakes now are rescuing the statues. Mm. And while not a perfect solution, I think that it still keeps that tension there to a degree, and you can still feel that sadness of, well, for all Ginro knows, that's it. That's his last moment. And he's going to choose to believe in science to hopefully get him out there. Mm. And I think that that still does work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think this show, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of our time talking about Dr. Stone, but I think, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, it does a good job of maintaining a lot of the comedy. I wouldn't say it's my favourite arc or my favourite season um, mm, by any stretch, but it's. I had a really fun time watching it still, and I thought there were lots of reveals and lots of um science-y bits and flashbacks and things that did make it just it, – it, it's still at its core – doing everything that it that makes the show great it's not diverted too much Mm. i think you know the reveals and things you can have opinions on but i think they're small fry in terms of what you get from this show um and i genuinely would recommend this show to anyone for that like feel good sort of fun. like genuinely apart from like feeling ridiculously sad when people died in those flashbacks i genuinely really yep. enjoyed watching it especially the early days when they're just like solving everything and having a good having a good romp um it's really really good um and then we've got this like weird soyu character who's who seems to be like opiate yeah. and stuff as well and he's maybe so i have a photographic knowledge. memory yeah um from when i was 3 the, months old yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah okay. what, what what about you Sam? what are your what what are your thoughts leaving this show at this stage at
0: this stage i think like you said it's doing everything that dr stone has always done except at the beginning of season three it's at a much grander scale we've gone into full production of like a steam oil powered ship we're making rations for days we're like figuring out how to cross the oceans in the stone age times which is incredible in and of itself but i think oh, we at the heart of it, bread. It, it, it get the bread yeah get francois on board yeah. make some really simple bread to to <laughs> maintain but i think the heart of dr stone i think is always in the right place it's always trying to tell this story of humanity's triumphs against nature and ill will and this idea that if we just work together and we collaborate, then great things could be accomplished. Whether that's three people working out of a cave to liberate some platinum or an entire team of 100 people coming together to make a boat. I think mm. Dr. Stone is always going to scratch that itch for me of almost utopia or utopian... Idealism, like they they always seem to come up against like this unstoppable force, whether that's Sukasa or Ibara or um, the other guy, the guy with the pole, whatever Mo's. that's whatever his name. Moz, yeah. And every time it seems, up until Moz, even with Moz, they seem to kind of get them on side or turn them around and coming having finished the manga and coming back and re-watching a lot of this. I keep getting being reminded especially with how good the score is and like yeah, the little yeah. flourishes of animation. Oh. I think the score and the voice acting completely like elevate this for me above yeah. the manga because I remember reading a lot of it and being like, ah oh, well, this is a bit improbable. But having like those bagpipes come in and just Senku yeah. going like this is exhilarating. Yeah. I'm like I'm back. Yeah. It's yeah. Doctor Stone. It's a great new gen shonen that I think now that more time has passed since the ending and that the anime is still going even though the manga's is finished it earns its place as like a, a very good new gen shonen that people should definitely check out. So much so that actually this Monday coming, the 6th of November mm. not to date the episode or anything <laughs> but um, they're starting a new I think three chapter Dr. Stone mini spin off like, taking ah, place cool. after the events of the show and building some okay, more no lore into it <laughs> no spoilers i won't build anything else into it there's okay. already been one spin-off chapter that has been released and um, cool. so now we're getting three more which is very yeah. exciting so yeah
1: that'd be really check cool. out so dr stone season three when this when this all wraps up i might uh be able to check out those short mangas which uh absolutely know, be cool.
0: they'll probably even release them as ovas to be honest uh-huh. on the blu-ray Sweet, wouldn't be surprised
1: All right. Well, well done, Dr. Stone. Um, Let's move on to our new anime of the week, Undead Murder Farce.
0: What a name to begin with, can I just say. Undead Murder Farce. That was what hooked me in. It wasn't the clean character art or the interesting OP. um, But what really drew me in was the fact that this name sounds absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) I read the synopsis and I just went, you know what? Sure. I'll okay. take some eighteen hundreds bizarro um crazy monster detective show. Why not? What else have I got going on this season? <laughs> A lot of shonen is what I had going on. I'm just season.
1: reading I've just gone on my anime list and I'm reading the synopsis. Um is this I, I don't remember this happening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean? It says uh, the wife of a vampire noble Jean Duchet Goddard is murdered in her Oh.
0: Room. This is episode 2 is what you're looking at. Oh okay um, right
1: so this is the part Okay so I've only seen episode 1 and so before the show started Sam said oh it's probably good that you haven't seen 2 and 3 because that starts off the whole this this arc. So that's why that's talking about that. Okay. That's why you right. don't recognize that. Yes. Right, so what
0: okay. happens will in in the Beautiful year. The Meiji Era 30 or 1897. 18- yes. Um, we are introduced to some characters. What's happening in this first episode of Undead Murder Fast? Oh, and I don't who know. are our main
1: players? We have Sugaru, is it? Yes, yeah, Sugaru. Sugaru. There we go. Suguru. Um, and he's our main protagonist. And he is a... Uh, what do they call him? Some, some they, um, He kills monsters. Oni. Oni. Um there's only one. He's uh he's a Kenobi. Monst he's he's a uh monster killer. <laughs> he kills kills demon things. There's these little yep. weird gremlin things that um he, he likes to kill. And he is half wait, Oni he's half Oni as well. So he's Oni monster. Yes.
0: Yeah. In Japanese Oni kind of means demon slash monster. Okay, cool. Um look at that I, I, Did you watch the dub? No, I watched the sub. Sub. Okay, cool. I was just wondering if that was a the difference there. So yeah, he, no, um, he is an Oni tasked with killing monsters. Monsters in this universe being just kind of anything out of folklore. Anything out of folklore or even fiction. Um, if it's some sort of monster, then it is classified as that. But he is an Oni, specifically a Japanese-style demon. And they are seen as being this super strong... Or, sorry, he's half Oni. And okay so within strong. the world of
1: monsters he is a specific kind of monster called yes Alien. right yes. okay and yeah it's like a real sort of um gritty show where he's in a he's he gets put in a ring every night almost oh i've just got flashbacks to um what's that uh mecca boxing show we watched megalobox megalobox yeah, yeah. Where, where he's like going in the ring every night and 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 taking taking hits and stuff obviously it's a little bit of very different uh but it just it's it's, it's again in that sort of desolate world where it's sort of like this is what people are doing it's a it's a mm.
0: um
1: a shanty town in effect where you've just got like um shack huts everywhere and everyone's a bit sort of yep. poor and uh it's a bit uh, he's getty. spending
0: like all of his earnings on one bottle of beer that he can take yeah. around with him
1: yeah for some reason um and yeah he's just go- he's just earning money by going to these fights and defeating monsters as they as they appear and um yeah the- the, pre- the the world that it's set in i don't really have a have a scale for it at the minute there is a spiel at the beginning of mm. episode one where they talk about it and it, it sounds very you know poignant and stuff uh, about this uh, almost like the develop like development of monsters and now th- I, but i don't I don't really have much on it i don't really know, I didn't really get much from that in terms of okay where this where he lies or where this lies in the grand scheme of the political world
0: yeah so this takes place in um thirty years into the Meiji era which is when Japan had started we've talked about it maybe a little bit before way back in the podcast and, and when we did our first uh, in person oh, podcast yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this was a a time when Japan was trying to get as much influence from the outside world as possible in order to make its society better. Um, And so what we see here is 30 years after this um, period has begun, we're seeing a lot more kind of Western style clothing. We're seeing um, these kind of Americanized um, versions of government in place. But... The regular Japanese people on the lowest rungs of the ladder are not seeing any of this wealth. We're not seeing any of this um, economic um, boom boom just yet. And this has led to, in this world, a world where monsters exist all over the world, not just in Japan. But because technology is starting to catch up and humans are able to kind of stand their own against monsters now... The monsters are being wiped out, which is why this this circus, this um, place where Suguru works, is this kind of freak show. Like, they've gathered whatever monsters they could find left, Ooh. and they're putting them up against this human-looking yeah. half-oni uh, to fight. And, yeah, so where we're at at the minute is monsters are starting to go extinct, but the ones that are left are either the last of their kind or um they've survived for this long because they're either of a certain level of power or um conniving in a way that means that they can like survive when wow. everybody else around them is dying.
1: Okay. Brilliant. What a wonderful summary, Sam. Um yeah, he and and we find out that um Suguru is also um like dying because the only mm. the only sorry, the only part of him is Taking over every time he sort of fights and uses that power, it's almost becoming stronger and stronger within him. Um, yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I think the 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 end game is that he's going to die, but he wants to take out as many as many people as possible. <laughs> he wants to kill everyone yeah. in the circus when it happens. Um, just just he's kind fun. of
0: got to the point where he just doesn't care anymore. He's like, yeah. okay, this pays, and I get to just cut loose. So. Yeah why not just keep doing this
1: and then we get this whole twist at the end of episode 1 where he meets the other main protagonist which is a head in a cage um yep aya are we going with aya
0: yep aya rindo
1: our uh, our beautiful head in a cage and she is being carried by her maid who is shizuku 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 and um yeah that 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 fun she's she's what is she called again? She's like some super powerful demon... No, god thing.
0: She, um, Aya. Aya yeah. is... um, She is the immortal. There you go, the um, immortal. Thank you. Yeah, she, so she's essentially this person who's been alive for maybe plus a thousand or so years. Yeah. And her whole shtick is she can't die. Yeah. The immortal will kind of, you know, do that. But, oh no, you can't die and... Someone's taking your body. Someone's taking your body doesn't mean that like you're just going to regenerate. She, she can't regenerate. She just can't die. So somebody's cut her head off. And well, no, specifically an
1: Oni. Like um, it, yes, it's, it's, it's expl- she would usually just grow back, but because it like contaminates the wounds or whatever, it means that when an Oni does it, this particular guy has taken her body. Okay, what a weird situation.
0: Like yeah, I wonder if she can feel. Her body, oh, like yeah. I
1: wonder if she can control it. She just starts just laughing yeah. out. <laughs> she just you think she throwing out kicks and like punches at the beginning, really. Yeah, it's like um, yeah. Boogie from One Piece. He just just like yeah, <laughs> he's <starts kicking laughs> head head in the bag. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so good.
0: So what what did you think then of this kind of setup? Because the first episode basically kind of just introduces us to Suguru and. It's Aya's request for Suguru to escort her, essentially, and be her only bodyguard. And yeah. she offers him the chance to maybe not cure, but at least prolong um, the side effects of mm. his only powers. Um, what did you think of, of their kind of dynamic going into it and how the episode ends with why he's partnered with her?
1: Um oh, I really don't know what to make of this. It's weird. Like, it's very weird. And mm. uh, They deliberately go out of their way to make it a bit off. Like, the fact that he's making out with this this head at the end of the episode mm. to get mm. this power. Um, she's, like, she's fine. He's fine. I don't really get a sense of much deeper level understanding about them yet. Like, I'm sure it's only episode one. I'm sure we're going to get to know them a lot better moving forward. Um yeah. He's like, he, he seems quite a sort of um, dark soul that's just like trying to find the fun and in, 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 in small little um, glimmers of hope and things. Like, like he's the one that suggests that they go to Europe to find her body because he's worked out that the person who made him a Oni has is the same person that took her body. Mm, um, it was like the cane or something, right? Yeah, yeah, the cane with an M on, and it sort of flashes back to him sort of being operated on, Wolverine style. It feels like, um, yeah, very much so. And, um, look, now I, completely
0: unrelated from everything. Yeah, I would like you to take a moment. Yes, to think about. You're in the universe yeah. where detective uh, characters are our main. Uh, protagonist in Ayah. she is a, a detective as well as being an immortal okay characters from myth and, and mythology and folklore are real Yes. as soon as somebody says there was a man with a cane with an M on it mm-hmm. who was the person who gave me my powers and took my uh, employer's body who would you knee jerk go for who is that person who do you think
1: with an M on it,
0: it's got an M on it. I want you to think of famous Moriarty, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and and you got it in one. <laughs> is that who it is? I mean, yeah. Like not to overly spoil it, but this is the same <laughs> show where in the opening scenes you see Sherlock Holmes and Lupin the First running around and like. <laughs> existing in this time this is basically what the league of extraordinary gentlemen wishes it could be as it goes (laughs) later down the line but yeah i'm really glad you got that because the second i saw the m i'm like well this is japan and the only thing that they would do with an m would be moriarty right (laughs) and it is and it's so good it actually like it's genuinely as maybe a bit of a hook to kind of like pull you back into the rest of the series and maybe listeners if you've if you've not thought about giving this a go this is basically 19 sorry 1897 where every fictional book set in this time is real. So and this was like the age of of um like monster books and yeah. all this Dracula. weird like draculas and vampires and Frankenstein, frankensteins yeah, yeah. and all of these kinds of things and this asks okay but what if they were all real? Yeah. <laughs> And it's like it's just a really cool vibe for the world, which I really enjoyed um, as a as a viewer. Okay, but it definitely doesn't come across as much in the first episode. The yeah. first episode is a lot of, oh, we're just focusing on monsters and mythology. We're not going to tap into the stuff that's actually really exciting and interesting.
1: Wow. Okay, that has really helped. Brilliant. Okay, so um, based on that. Mm. that makes me a lot more curious going in like to continue watching. Cause that does sound kind of fun. Um, but yeah, based just on episode one, I was, v- it was a very hard, uh, it, it wasn't very hard. It was a little bit of a difficult watch. I didn't really feel much mm. for the show. Um, I thought, you know, it was, it was being edgy. It was, it was a little dark and depressing the world. And then we get this like weird twist at the end with this character um this this maid character coming on and she's got a head in it you know it almost felt like the same sort of negativity like i, I feel i feel like i am quite negative towards this show at, for episode one but it, you remember when we did um uh um studio ghibli um uh, spirited away oh and yes I, and i just felt like it was too otherworldly like this isn't that because it's very much set in the real world, Uh, the real world, (laughs) the real world. Uh, you know, it's, it's more relatable, but there's so many different things going on here that I'm just like, not really sure. There just seem to be dumping a lot of stuff on us in this first episode with backstories Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, heads in jars, not jars, heads in cages, (laughs) heads in cages. Um, it was Futurama before Futurama was here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I don't know. First episode, potentially not not good enough to hook me, but based on what you said, it does sound intriguing.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment, to be honest. And I mean, like you mentioned um, beforehand, before we recorded the show, I mentioned that, oh, if you've watched the first three, then you're kind of ending in the middle of an arc. So maybe coming out, actually experiencing the arc would be a better way to kind of go about this. Um, yeah. I think things are reshuffled from the manga i think okay. the manga starts off with the vampire investigation of episodes two three and four and mm. then it goes backwards to kind of introduce that um, suguru and aya but i think they wanted to just kind of get that out of the way and just start rolling with the punches um, i do
1: i do think that generally in shows um and stories in in general starting you need to start with your main characters um mm. because if people aren't if people feel people can sometimes feel cheapened by if you if you're doing something completely different and then you are drawn back you, you're, you're on a narrative and then you're taken somewhere else it's like well who are these guys that connection isn't really built up um mm. and, and and yeah establishing who your main characters are at the beginning i think is is worthwhile but potentially that's why it doesn't fit this didn't it doesn't, land as much yeah it doesn't land as well yeah Mm. i
0: I agree i think when i first watched this uh, again i read the um story description and i thought oh this sounds really cool and then the first episode was just a bit of a nothing it was just kind of introducing suguru and then the kiss at the end and then i was like okay i'll check out the next episode next week i've already started it and i tend to stick with stuff and then i just got progressively more hooked in um especially once we've I don't know if, if in the first episode they show off the OP, but I really enjoy it.
1: Okay. Um, I think they did. Yeah, they did. They definitely did, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: good. Yeah, I, I like the song. I like all the action that's taking part and they're showing off all the different characters and it's one of those OPs that if you know about the show, mm. then it spoils, it doesn't spoil a bunch of stuff, but it shows off a bunch of the characters who you're going to meet over the course of the show. And when you know who that character is, like on the next watch you actually pay attention to them a bit more and you're like oh yeah that's this guy doing this mm. oh that's really exciting
1: so have um, you um, yeah have, I think sorry I don't know whether you said it in that spiel did you um, What did um have you read the manga I've not read the manga oh, okay. but I've been part of the discussion threads I've watched all of
0: the 13 episodes that are out okay. for this and I really hope there's more for me personally I, I enjoyed it I think cool. um it's unique and it's just yeah you know a good uh what do they call them, period piece period. with fantasy elements. Uh is so it, it's do not like just it a bunch better of better
1: than um the vampires of what what's it called?
0: Oh, the case study of Venetus. That's the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what a what a period piece that is. You know what? I'm gonna say yes. Fair. Because I really like the case study of Vinitas, but season two of that show maybe let me down a bit more than i i wanted it to whereas this i went kind of the opposite way instead of starting on a high and then kind of slowly petering off i started at kind of a low and then just (laughs) kept building into
1: excellence and i'm like yep bring it in awesome awesome um okay well i think we should move on and just in the interlude between before we move on to kingdom of ruin um Mm -hmm. just just to jump back to dr stone the ops and eds of that what did you reckon? I
0: think the new, oh, I'm trying to remember what the, the new ED part 1 the, OP
1: The new ED is good with the sand. Oh yeah, with the sand one
0: is really good. Yeah, I have yeah. to say. I think the new part 2 OP Yeah. It's 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 very wishy-washy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I've quite enjoyed Doctor Stone OPs before when they've still been quite like amped and it. yeah yeah i like yeah. i
1: really like both the eds actually like that listening yeah. to the ed of the first arc was really good as well okay right moving on sam uh yes oh, the bit we've all been waiting for
0: oh my goodness i don't <laughs> know why anybody would be waiting around for the kingdoms of ruin i gave it such a scathing review in, in the last episode i believe you uh, said and-
1: you hated this I you hated it. I hated, hated it. episode
0: one. I did. I and agree. I, I stand think by you that. Also
1: said after a massive scathing review of how bad this show is and how edgy, edgy it's boys to be, doing
0: edgy things. It's just doing. It's got bad like representation of women and the magic system doesn't make sense. And, and they're just trying to <laughs> make make the main characters suffer as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? What, you what was said? My, uh, my... <laughs> it w- it would redeem itself if come episode two and three. Adonis he actually committed. just takes out his fury on humanity and starts rampaging through the city and killing everyone in sight. You think but you were I think, convinced that wouldn't happen.
0: I think I think I as much as I said um something along the lines of um if he actually commits and does kill all humans, yeah. <laughs> then this show is redeemed. Yeah. But they won't... And I think I said, they won't have the balls to do it, yeah. because they never have the balls to do it. What do they do in what this, happen, episode Will? two and three, Sam? <laughs> um, so Adonis breaks out of his cage, summons a giant bullet to 9 one of the towers <laughs> in the city and then proceeds to summon a Gundam to then kill everybody in sight before the pink-haired girl that we've just gotten an episode or two to get to know is viciously mowed down, causing him to double down on killing everybody before he gets his own head chopped off. Yeah. But wait, it's a fake-out, and it's it's not his real body. But no, yeah, like, I was genuinely surprised booting (laughs) up episode two to find him walk out and i'm like okay cool so he's going to be like affected by this prison girl who we've just met who is like the incarnation of innocence Mm. and rainbows and and buttercups um she gives away everything she sacrifices everything for everyone around her and she eventually manages to make it out and reaches adonis like we said last time and he comes out and he just doesn't care yeah he just just starts mowing people down yeah he's he basically let spent her live, the past to start with he lets her live yeah yeah he does admittedly but essentially he's spent the last 10 years in this isolation chamber planning how to perfectly destroy every like <laughs> human civilization that he possibly can
1: yeah and he's surprisingly effective at it yes yeah yeah absolutely like you say he creates this giant godly titan that stomps through the city and just destroys everything in sight. Um, He fires these huge yeah, magic bullets at at buildings that blow things up. He... Oh, and then we've got this other layer of when they cancel out the magic and he's there, like, down on his luck, and he he finally gets taken out. The effect of that. Like, genuinely, Sam, what are your thoughts? (laughs) What are your thoughts now after episode three? Oh... I
0: hate to say that I'm I was kind of into it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but also like there was that part of the back of my brain being like it's still so edgy. <laughs> and and I think
1: oh, but it's I was like to and, edge. I, and,
0: I, and and look I knew the second that he just went on this massacre I was like Will is going to have a field day with <laughs> this. <laughs> but at the same time I was trying I was trying to be objective about it and be like okay so what am i am i enjoying this like is this is this a good revenge story like what's happening here and it it was okay like it was still quite brutal there was a lot of blood and violence but i think for me it didn't actually manage to turn itself around okay until pink haired girl got absolutely eviscerated (laughs) the second that she died she's like we can revive your master we, all we needed in your memory and yeah, she's yeah. just mowed down yeah. and I'm like you know what props for taking out your like, like your conscience I'm imagining like fairy tale <laughs> second episode of fairy tale Lucy's like I'm gonna collect all the keys and I'm gonna become the greatest key magic like magician ever and then she just gets shot in the face yeah. and that's it she's just gone yeah I have to respect the fact that they're willing to kill the waifu yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah they are it's yeah. so rare i think the the fake out with adonis um being yeah. not his real body and him waking up somewhere again it's a bit phone not phoned in but it's a bit cliche It's yeah, like okay it so totally how do we keep with going with this
1: we'll, we'll see where it goes but
0: i think it would be disingenuous of me to not say that i at least had a bit more fun With these two episodes that I did the first one. I still hate that first episode, (laughs) but I think the show does a lot to redeem itself by just going full in on the genocide.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What did you
0: think? Like, as somebody who was quite, like, you defended the show and you seemed to quite enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I, I
1: genuinely, I was watching this and I was just hype because of the destruction. And I was like, I can't wait to talk about this with Sam. and watch him. Eat <laughs> and so, so I think I got more enjoyment from that than the actual show. Um, I thought story and narrative wise, there, there are, it is lacking something. I, I don't, I don't quite know what it is. Like, I, I think you're right in that the fake out with the body is a little bit on the nose. Um mm the a lot it does seem to be a bit preachy um it talks about the it almost feels like a global warming hit where like humankind has caused mm. their own destruction because they talk about that there aren't enough witches to cure the world um yeah to
0: absorb this kind of anti-magic radiation or something yeah that, yeah that, that's
1: been getting pumped out so previously the witches have helped to make the help the world flourish in terms of you know uh plant life and uh, and just general environmental stuff um and now now the humans have killed them all well there's not enough there's not enough witches to reverse that so um they're they're really questioning whether to use it or not and they do use it because they have to stop adonis um and again it just feels a bit like okay yeah humankind destroying the planet i I, I, I get humans are the real monsters oh my god what a new and original concept we get we get a, quite an interesting arc with the leader of the city where he's like rena- mm. like uh, doubling down on his decision to kill all of the witches saying how um saying how the the witches were um the witches were great and everything but humankind needed to flourish on its own We we couldn't be living in the shadow of the witches we couldn't be um, we we need we, we have all this technology, look at what we've done, you know, I don't mm. regret anything, we need, we can't be subservient to a, a another power, we needed to take control of our own lives and he's sort of on his deathbed doing continuing mm. with that. Um,
0: I think it's interesting that they start to introduce um, other members of the Human Defence Force, I guess, or part of the main city, like we get introduced to obviously the king and then his wife, yeah, maybe, who yeah. uh, seems to be kind of Far be it for me to say, but I feel like she's maybe somewhat witchy in her own way. Maybe. (laughs) I feel like mm, that's what's maybe implied. Um, And then we also get uh, introductions to some of the kind of, uh, I don't know if they were law enforcement or if they were like city guards. And one of those is the person who I think takes Adonis's head uh, towards the end. Yes. Um, This idea that they're kind of setting up the, the... the rank and file officers who are just doing, doing their jobs, but maybe they'll realize down the line that they're not in the right. And, you know, you you can kind of see where their threads may be going later. Yeah. Well, there's one Um, really
1: resolute one, isn't it? That actually does the job of taking out, um, fake Adonis. Um, I mm. mean, my, my initial thoughts are that she is one of the witches or on the witches side and sort of like a rebel, um, factor, you know, she's Uh part of the rebellion because, uh, because she's very quick to dive in there she's very separate and unique compared to the rest of the military force and the fact that adonis then turns out to be a fake is almost like she's in on it um
0: yeah so maybe she knew that's why she went for it
1: yeah that's my initial thought um yeah so the ca- the, the set of characters we also get that sniper um that seems to be yeah. op in every sense she's just like incredibly. Resilient, and I don't think by any stretch of the imagination she's been taken out. She is 100% <laughs> fine. <laughs> She'll be back. Yeah. And, and this is the other thing that I think the show
0: has hinted at, especially with Pink Haired Girl's death, is that they say, oh, we can bring Chloe back.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't know. I feel like if they do bring her back, does that cheapen everything that's now happened? Like, does this now make it a. Oh, well, this is how we control Adonis and, and stop him from rampaging, because we now we've got Chloe back and she can actually speak to him. I don't know. I, it, I, I'm i hoping that this is, like, an endgame goal. I'm hoping this is, like, Freiren, where Maybe. the goal of seeing her again is... Like, I still think it's you, hard to come back
1: from just, this, though. I still think, Adonis, the enemy is humanity, and... Regardless of whether he's rampaging or not, I still think the story's going like I think that look you can't do a whole season of rampaging. I think that would be comparison. absolutely absolutely so i I don't think it would be a criticism for it to change direction slightly in terms of or change I intensity. don't mind
0: that I just don't want it to be chloe <laughs> I don't want it to be them i just i like i want it to be somebody who lives in this world and is either a civilian or isn't magic powered and they Mm. are the one who changes adonis's heart and shows him the value of humanity you know we see it in so many shows like we see it in code geass we see it in gundam we see it's a lot of Mecha. Uh, (laughs) we see this this idea of having to learn about the value of humanity even if they make mistakes and i think just bringing back a mentor character who we barely got to know and then who's she OP then anyway, has to... And sort of, who's OP holier, anyway.
1: Holier than thou, sort of. Yeah,
0: I feel like that would Gee. almost do the opposite. Mm. You know? Like, he I would affect that. her. I, I don't know. I
1: can see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, at the moment, I'm pretty happy with the, uh, the unexpected turn of events that episode two and three left me with. But like, that was just... I, I'm pleased that it's progressed that way. I'll be interested to see how it goes, and so I will finish this show. Oh. I will stick with it,
1: dude. Oh. I'm on the wiki. I'm on Wikipedia, and I've just spoiled. Did you just get spoiled? Four. Yeah. Oh. Oh no! Nice. Want me to tell you on air or off air? <laughs> <laughs> Do it live. Do it live. Do it now. Um. My prediction was right, and I've had this in front of me the whole time, and it, it makes it sound like I already knew this, so my prediction is right. It says, Adonis. Rem-, the first line is, Adonis remembers the one who beheaded him actually used duplicate- duplication magic to create a fake body of him to fake his death, and she turns out to be Anna, who sends him to Madame Orphelia. So, okay. Yeah. There
0: you go. You nailed that absolutely now i'm pretty pretty pleased
1: with that but also like it is right in front of me i should have seen it (laughs) (laughs) but i I think that's fair
0: though i think having a show where you can just kind of call the most obvious and it works out i think that's you know like we say sometimes it's good to have a junk food show where you can just be like ha, i predicted this thing what do you mean everybody else predicted it no i'm okay what are you spoiling the, the entire season for yourself (laughs)
1: the way they said the way they said she turned she turns out to be anna it's like you should know who anna is and i'm like yeah who's remember. anna anna is in episode I one an anna. she's one of the prisoners
0: oh the one that was supposed to go but then pink haired girl yeah took the hit so, yeah, for maybe uh,
1: the prisoners daraka and anna talk about the belief that humanity would be happy once the witches were gone wasn't true Um, so yeah I think Anna is the other girl that the pink hair girl goes for
0: right well check in next week everybody for our uh, updated (laughs) thoughts on uh, the kingdoms of ruin as we continue through this slog of my chemical romance inspired edge
1: how did um, she get into the military? She was a prisoner. Well, this like, is what I'm thinking. She like was a an prisoner and she was about to be taken away
0: to be executed. And then... I mean, they did all escape, but then, like... They did, but then she'd just
1: immediately become a member of the military who people know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless she disguised us. No, because they do... I'm sure they say, like, who is this person? She seems great. <laughs> like, I'm sure they oh, okay. like, don't know her by name.
0: Yeah, she's just a rank and file. Yeah. Whatever interesting all right
1: all right you survive for now
0: <laughs> sorry for sorry now. to just
1: like completely just derail this podcast um that's all right that's what we do best here yeah <laughs> so let's leave it there then uh we'll touch base with um the kingdom of ruin next week potentially uh it'll be a running gag we'll probably won't make it a whole segment next time we'll just uh have a little touch base. no we'll just do a quick five minute check-in of can yeah. you
0: believe this
1: yeah no <laughs> All right, next episode then. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy the same format as all the always under another name and another branding. Uh, absolutely. Let us know if you if you prefer it. Uh, don't let us know if you prefer Gateway to the Anniverse because it's done now. I'm not changing it back. It's done. Um, it's gone. We've already got the new Kia. It's over. It's absolutely. Jova. Yeah. Um, yeah hit us up in on twitter and facebook no not facebook twitter and instagram with any shows that you recommend uh, i'm going to try and be more engaging on those platforms uh, ask some i want to i want people's perspectives and views about what we should do next and things like that so uh, make sure you're absolutely um, talking with us and um we look forward to seeing you next week for another discussion of anime or something else yeah We've been Anime Against the World. That's a bit weird
0: to say. Uh, And we'll see you next week. Bye.